guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So this week in the Come Follow Me, we're focusing on chapters 8 through 13 of 2 Corinthians. And I will freely admit that in the seminary setting over the years, I usually would spend about two days teaching 2 Corinthians. And you saw last week how we had so many wonderful principles, you know, the godly sorrow, how to handle things through trials and all of those things. So that was enough always to get me through a couple days. So historically speaking, I have usually just glossed over the rest of 2 Corinthians. I usually try to look back over and see, you know, how have I taught this in the past? And I had nothing. So for me, this has been good to be able to look into and really study what's in these chapters. And there's some wonderful things. So I hope we can find some great things with you this week. So I want to play around today in chapters eight and nine. And there's some great principles here with regards to giving and particularly giving financially. You start off in chapter eight, verse number one, moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Now the footnote says, we make it known or we declare to you the grace that God has bestowed upon the churches of Macedonia. We'll come back to that in a second. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto riches of their liberality. And that's a cool little, almost mathematical equation. All of these things together ended up in a great opportunity for them to give. So let me give you a little bit of background on the churches in Macedonia. So these guys were not well off by any stretch of the imagination. As they were founded, they were given a lot of persecution and a lot of difficulties. And a lot of times it was because of the poor that were there. But they took Paul's counsel to heart and they not only gave, but they gave joyfully. In fact, Paul says in verse three, for to their power, I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. I think that's a great principle to remember that they recognize that this is going to be something that is beyond their power, but they were still very willing to do this, praying us much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. So we're going to take what this wonderful group of individuals has done and given it to us. And we want to make sure we minister appropriately to the rest of the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave of their own selves to God and unto us by the will of God. Now, Paul takes what these guys have done and he compares it very much to the Savior here in verse number nine. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty may be rich. Now, Jesus Christ was not rich by any stretch of the imagination when he was on this earth. We are never given that at all. When it says Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, this is referring to his pre-mortal realm. He is a God. He is the God of the Old Testament. This is Jehovah, who, as Nephi saw back in his vision in 1 Nephi 11, as the angel said, do you understand the condescension of God? Do you understand why God would come down from his high station to earth to be able to minister to others? Even though he was rich, yet for your sakes, he became poor. And through his poverty, you might be made rich. So we are made beneficiaries of the Savior's willingness to be able to give. Now, one of the things I love about this is when it talks about giving and financially especially, you don't have to be rich to be able to give. There is no standard set that if you are a certain financial level, you have to give. These churches in Macedonia, they were the ones who were not financially well off, and yet they still blessed 
people's lives. And if I was Paul, I would take that money and I would be very, very careful with how it was administered because I know those are sacred funds. Which is interesting because you go down to the rest of this chapter, verses 20 and 21. Avoiding this, that no man should blame us in this abundance which is administered by us. Now, the New International Version says, We want to avoid any criticism of the way we administer this liberal gift. Boy, that's very relevant today. Verse 21, providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. The New International Version says this, For we are taking pains to do what is right, not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of men. Which is why you go back to every April General Conference for as long, as far as I can remember, you've got this wonderful thing that most people just kind of gloss over called the Church Audit Report, right? You remember that. It's one of those things where it only is like a minute and a half talk, but one of the things it talks about is that, look, these funds that have been given by you, we make sure that they are administered properly. In fact, you go back just to this last conference, April 2023, Jared B. Larson, who is the managing director of the church's auditing department, says this. He goes, all of this has been done and administered in accordance with church-approved budgets, accounting practices, and policies. The church follows the practices taught to its members of living within a budget, avoiding debt, and saving against a time of need. And so that, to me, whenever I hear that, it reminds me and gives me some confidence and comfort that what I am giving is used and administered appropriately, which leads us over to chapter 9. And here is where you see the blessings and benefits of giving to others. I love some of these verses here. Verse 6, But this I say, He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. We're always worried. It's like, if we give, then are we going to be blessed for it? But the cool thing about this, the Lord says, that's not why you do this. Verse 7, Every man according as he proposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. That is so cool. I love that statement. God doesn't need your money. God can finance himself just fine. And verse number eight is so cool. And God is able, first of all, those three words, whenever I see them in scripture, I triple highlight those things. God is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. The New Living Translation says, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will all Always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. I've had people ask me many times, how does tithing work? How does fast offering work? And I just say, it works great. It works wonderful. We give and the Lord provides and blesses not only them, but us. In fact, you keep going down here, verse 10. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. So you are willing to give and the Lord is the one who is able to multiply the harvest, being enriched in everything to all bounds which causeth through us thanksgiving to God for the administration of this service, not only to supply the wants of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. And you go down all the way to verse 15. Thanks be to God for this unspeakable gift. So God allows us an opportunity to be able to assist in this work. He provides us an opportunity to be able to help provide for others. And in doing so, we are able to be provided for as well. And we should feel that gratitude and that thanksgiving as we we do that. So some wonderful financial principles here, but also some reasons of why we do what we do and we do it through our cheerful hearts. So I love this principle and I'm grateful for it. 
if you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.